Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and welcome to Lunch and Learn, a special episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where we share the information and insights discussed in the open coaching session from our free Facebook group, the Conquer Your Business community. You probably want to grab a pen and paper for this one. So I am excited about today because I have two things that are kind of some of my favorite things to chat about for growing a business. And it's questions I get asked a lot. So that usually means it will help a lot of people. So if you're here, let me know. So I know I did the tech right and I can jump right in. So one of the number one questions I get asked is some version of this. I'll clean it up for you so it's easy to understand. There are so many different ways to market a business, to market my business. How do I know what to do? And I love this question. I love this question because I think there's, without like throwing anybody under the bus, it's really easy to take the wrong turn on this and end up wasting a lot of money. I don't say wasting a lot of time because you'll always learn something, but I watch so many people spend so much money on complicated ways or ways that their business isn't ready for, right? Ways that their business isn't ready for. And I call them Insta tactics, like they buy into these Insta tactics. This one LinkedIn script will make you millions. You know, that doesn't work. It doesn't really work that way. Or um, what is that? Like one funnel away, this funnel made me a million. I made one funnel and made a million dollars. Well, Barb, hi. Um, back from the French Quarter over here and almost in one piece. Um, yeah, you might have put a funnel together that made you a million dollars, but what they're not telling you is they put a million funnels together that made zero dollars. And I'm a big ClickFunnels fan. I mean, the process, that program is monumentally helpful, but it's just not where you start. It's not where you start during your beginning or under, honestly, six figures of business. And it's also not where you start when you're trying something new. So even if you're a multiple six-figure business, when I'm launching something new or I'm trying something new, I will go back to my tried and true basics, um, not basics even, but the things that make the most sense. And I'll explain how I divide these up um, and hopefully they'll make sense to you. The way I divide up marketing tactics, marketing strategies is by whether or not they're an active strategy or a passive strategy. An active strategy is something I am in or you as the business owner are in control of as much of the process as possible. Networking is an active strategy. You go to the networking event, you meet other human beings, you give, you have conversations, you invite them into follow-up conversations. Notice I, Stacy, good morning or afternoon, right at lunchtime, good lunchtime. Um, you invite them into conversations. 
you can take a seriously active role when networking is one of your tactics. Another active tactic is networking online. It doesn't always have to be in person. You can take the same approach to meeting other human beings organically online. And as long as you are following up with them, inviting them to interact with you further. Notice I'm not saying as long as you pitch your widget to them the second you meet them. I just literally had just had somebody do that to me. Accepted a friend request, already got a message trying to sell me something. I don't even know this person. Um, that's not networking, by the way, just to be clear. So as long as you are in control, and I don't mean that from like a control freak sort of way, but from a taking action, right? Being in charge, taking action to get the results. Those are always going to be my number one. Passive strategies, conversely, are the things where we build it hoping people will come. Right. Hey, girl, I literally just got one. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Um, at least say hi first, right? Can you say hi to me first? Um, Passive strategies are build it and hope they will come. Build it meaning advertisements or social media posts. If you're just posting on social media as opposed to interacting on social media, one of those is active, one of those is passive. Advertising, um, newsletters, email campaigns, anything that you put out into the universe to just wait to see if somebody replies to you is a passive strategy. I'm not saying you never, hey, Karen, good morning. Um, I'm not saying you never use passive strategies, but whenever I'm trying to intentionally grow a business, my primary marketing strategies are always going to be active in nature. They're always gonna be active in nature. The other key differentiator is short-term versus long-term ROI potential, return on your investment, whether that's time or money, both are equally important, but a shorter return on investment is gonna be preferable. Hey, Heather, yes, lunch and learn, welcome. Um, a shorter return on investment is going to be pref preferable to something that takes longer. So when I'm a, I'm a big fan of a three-pronged marketing approach, you don't try to create three at once. If this is new to you, create one, add that, get good at it, add the next one. But I'm a big fan of two strategies that are active and short-term on your investment in nature, and then add in the ones that take longer and are passive. I use those strategies to stay top of mind or in front of all the people I've actually met and interacted with. They're not the primary marketing tactic, they're the supportive marketing tactic. You still need them. Not against, you guys get my emails, I'm not against emails, I'm not against posting on social media, I'm not against any of those things. It just can't be the only way or even the primary way that you market to somebody for several, several reasons. So number one, you're gonna run out of money. 
you're going to run out of money before you get enough information to allow you to do a better job. You can totally build an online funnel, A-B split test your marketing ads, see which one works, and tweak your way to success. It's 100% possible. It's also really, really expensive. And the reason it's so expensive, and I say this and people think I'm crazy, but Facebook, for example, doesn't make money when you place ads. Follow me along here for a second. Facebook doesn't make the most money possible when you place ads. Facebook makes the most money possible when you're trying to figure out the algorithm. Once we figured it out, we get efficient. Facebook actually loses money, not loses money, but makes less money. So they mess with the algorithm. They're not stupid, they're a for-profit business, right? So if you're going to create funnels and advertisements and hope that's how you're gonna grow your business quickly, is it possible? Yes. Is it really expensive? Yes. And as soon as you figure it out, they're gonna move your cheese, right? They're gonna switch it up on you. So again, active strategies that allow you to be in control of the situation and give you short-term return on your investment. So I already talked about networking a little bit. My other favorite is speaking because it's a credential, right? One of the things I've been saying a lot lately is if you're gonna be in the room, be in the front of the room. So speaking is a credential. It allows you to have a conversation with a lot of people all at one time. So you're still interacting with people. Now the trick to making it an active, short-term marketing strategy is to have a follow-up process in place. Go early, network with the people at the event, do your thing, and have a way to follow up with as many people as you can. See, we've made it active, and it's gonna have a shorter return on your time and money investment because you're gonna be able to be talking to people. And then you use your long-term ones, your long-term email campaigns, posting on social media, the drip marketing, to just stay in front of them. The other thing, the other thing, and the reason I go back to networking and speaking, yes, Heather, and track everything, yay, Heather. Track it all. The other reason I go back to networking and speaking for my two primary, again, active, short-term ROI efforts is how much you're gonna learn in the process. You are gonna learn so much, so much about what your clients and ideal clients want by talking to other people. When you talk to other people about your business, you can watch their responses and you can see what's landing, what's not landing, what are they asking you. Even if it's not an official sales conversation, when you network, you talk about the people, right? We wanna to get to know each other, but you also talk a lot about your businesses. What are they asking you? 
everything they ask you when you're speaking, the things that have them clapping, the things that have them laughing, the things that have them nodding up and down, those are, that's all monumentally important feedback because it's telling you that's landing. That's what's landing with them. And that allows you to do a much, much better job on your passive marketing. Right? So for example, in my own business, and, and this is a great time to talk about it, I noticed, because we track everything, Heather, that the most attended day of the boot camp we had last month, the most attended day, what got the most interaction, it's one of the presentations I give when I'm speaking that gets a ton of response, is the day we did messaging. The day we talked about, how do you talk about your business? So using that feedback, I've now created a full day workshop for Conquer Your Messaging because I was told front and center that that's what people want, that's what people need. How much longer would it, I mean, I learned that instantly. How much longer would that have taken me to figure out if I was waiting for people to respond to emails, if I was checking likes on Facebook or other social media, because you gotta remember, it's not just what people are responding to on social media, people don't see everything. Is it even, you're not getting full data because you don't even know if who, who's actually getting exposed to your messaging, who's actually getting your email and it's not getting stuck in all the spam boxes that you know Outlook is now saving us from ourselves. So again, when there's so many ways to market a business, how do you know what to do? Active over passive. Are you in control of the situation or are you just putting random concepts out there hoping someone you know calls you up and says, here, take my money? And short-term return on your time and money investment over long-term, right? The brutal underlying truth, the brutal underlying truth of why do so many people go towards a long-term passive strategy instead of a short-term active one? One of them, one reason is because they just don't know. Totally get it, totally get it, have made that mistake plenty of times when I've watched somebody and listened to somebody, I'm like, okay, that'll work. I believed somebody and I wasn't ready. Hey, Caitlin. <laughs> um, so sometimes we just don't know. That's cool. I get it. We've all been there. Most of the time when I watch somebody choose passive strategies over active strategies, it's because they're trying to build their business while avoiding talking to other human beings, while avoiding talking about asking for referrals, asking for sales. And the brutal underlying truth is if you are a business owner, you are a salesperson. It doesn't have to be hard. We have ways to help you with that. And it doesn't have to be as scary, but it does have to happen, right? So number one, so many ways to market your business. Always go for active, always go for short term on your um, return on investment, and then support it by re-engaging with people 
for with your long-term passive strategies. Have a business strategy or a success mindset question you would love a response to? Join our free Facebook group, Conquer Your Business Community, and join us live on the third Wednesday of the month at noon central time for our open coaching lunch and learn sessions. See you there. So the second question I got, and this was a good one. This was a good one for me today. This had me thinking. What do you do? What the second question? What do you do when you don't feel like doing anything? What do you do? Um, I get it. Today was one of those days. I was on vacation. Things did not go smoothly this morning. I was very frustrated. I, I get it. I didn't feel it this morning. I was not feeling very successful this morning. It would have been very easy for me to say, screw this. I'm not doing the things right and give up. So there's a couple things there that have helped me. First, we're going to talk about like some easy tactics, right? Some easy tactics is know your energies, know your energy flows. Yes, Caitlin, that's exactly what I, one of the tactics, exactly. Know your energy flows and work with them, not against them. You do own your business. You get to choose what time of the day you do different things. So I know, for example, I can't write content in the afternoon. I can't do it. It's gonna, it'll, it's a battle to get anything put together. It won't be half as good as if I wrote it in the morning and odds are I won't do it. But I love talking to people, so I'm perfectly fine scheduling one-on-one sales calls, other things, talking to other people in the afternoon because I get energy from talking to people. So even if I'm tired, I won't bail on people. I won't bail on people, just like Caitlin said. So I will schedule those for the afternoon. Um, I also schedule something that has an obligation to other people pretty much every day because it gets you going. Most of us, not 100% everyone, but most of us had jobs. And if you didn't have a job recently, you've had a job at some point. And you went to the job. And so this is where I can get a little judgy because I don't get it. I don't really get not doing the things you're supposed to do. Because when I had a job, I went to the job. And now I happen to own the job but I still have to do the work. So it's built in accountability, yes, Heather, to involve other people. If you find yourself bailing on other people, you've got a bigger problem. We should look at why that is. Doesn't mean you're a bad person, but there's something else going on. There's something else going on. It's just like going to the gym, right? They always say a workout partner makes people go to the gym more often. A workout partner makes people eat right more often. We're human beings. Other people's accountability is very important. And one of the horrifying truths I discovered moving from corporate and into entrepreneurship is no matter how big and fancy your job was in corporate, part of the reason you were so successful was because of the built-in accountability. The built-in accountability of having a job 
kept us on the straight and narrow more than we'd like to admit. We'd like to admit that we were just so brilliant and we would like to think we were just so great, we were just so brilliant that we, were, we succeeded. But the truth was, people in corporate succeed on a very narrow path. It doesn't mean they don't have to do the work, but there's so much built-in accountability. So how can you recreate that? So are you treating your business as a business as opposed to a hobby that it doesn't matter if you do it? Something to think about. Build in your accountability by scheduling things that have to do with other people so that you're less likely, you know, we will let ourselves down before we'll let other people down. That is something else we can work on, but in the interim, use it to your advantage. The whole idea of getting dressed, I'm not a very formal person, so my version of getting dressed is often a sweatshirt, but I still get dressed. And the reason I do it is so that I could do it. I'm, I'm ready to do anything. The reason I still get dressed, even if it's casually dressed, is so that if I have to jump on a Facebook Live, if I have to jump on a Zoom call, I don't say no to something because I'm a hot mess. Doesn't mean I have to get all gussied up every day. But I do put myself together most times in the morning so that I don't inherently say no to something. Um, the other thing is a bit of some perspective. And this takes a while to learn, but this is something that I do every day in my morning routine. You want, you know, because the question was, what do you do when you don't feel like doing it? So you wanna be able to determine why you don't wanna do it. The more you can become an observer of your behavior instead of just react to things, the better off you'll do. So if we're an observer of our behavior and you find yourself not wanting to do something, it's beneficial to ask yourself why. Why don't I want to do that thing? Especially if you're noticing a pattern, right? So the first thing to do is put everything on your calendar. Put everything on your calendar because then you'll know Black and white, did you do it or did you not do it? Makes it real easy. Did I do it? Did I not do it? It's on the calendar and either did it. You know, they can't lie to yourself as easily, right? So the first thing is put it all on your calendar so that you know if you're lying to yourself or you know you're bailing on what you're supposed to do. And then the question that I ask myself is which of the three categories does this fall into? So I find out that I'm not doing what I said I needed to do. So we can use, um, what's a good example? Let's just use making direct outreach, right? I said I wanted to make five outreach, outbound calls or reaches, text message, email, whatever it is, a week. And then I find myself not doing it. So I need to decide what's the problem. Number one, is it uninspired? Like, is it something that's not serving me? Is it something that's not serving me? So maybe it's a little bit of a divine download <laughs> that it's not what I should be doing. The outbound was a bad example because I'm a big fan of reaching out and keeping connecting with people. Doesn't mean you're just calling people to sell your widget. Connecting in a wide, much more wide open than that. So is it something though that I don't want to be doing? And I should be looking for a different way. I'll give you a better example. Um, 
webinars, webinars. So there's a whole marketing strategy around creating an evergreen webinar. You promote it, people watch the webinar, there's a call to action. They um, sign up to have a conversation with you, right? This is a whole funnel. It, very big fan of evergreen webinar funnels. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And so I was procrastinating and procrastinating and I didn't want to do it. And they've worked for me several times. So I'm like, what the heck? Why am I not doing the thing? This is not a hard thing for me to do anymore. It used to be hard for me to do because I hadn't done it a lot. Now you want a webinar, I'll put together a webinar. And I wasn't doing it. And I couldn't figure out why. So I journaled about it and I thought about it and I'm like, what do I want to, if I don't want to do that, if that's not the thing, what is the thing? And so we came up with the boot camp. So we came up with the boot camp. I didn't want to do a big three day event because one, it's extremely expensive and two, it's hard to get people for three days right now. Okay, fine. I wanted something more accessible. I wanted it to be interactive like an event. I didn't want it to be an, a webinar and so the reason I was procrastinating in that sense, in that situation, was because I realized it wasn't the best thing for me to be doing. So number one, if you're not doing the thing, is it because there's a different, better thing you should be doing? Number two, should you not be the one doing it in your company? Like, should you be delegating it? There's a ton of support work that goes into businesses. There's a ton of work in almost everybody's business. You don't have to be the only person doing all the work. I promise you, you cannot grow a business if you're the one doing all the work. It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So delegating or automating, is there stuff you don't want to do anymore that you should be delegating or automating? And then finally, the third category, so is it not inspired action and I should be doing something else? Is it something that should be delegated or automated so that it gets done, but I'm not the one doing it or you're not the one doing it? And the last thing is, is it just fear? Is it just fear, your subconscious stopping you from doing it and you just need to power through? Now here's the thing, these three things feel different physically in your body. They literally feel different in your body. And you have to learn how to observe your behavior so you kind of know where am I at. If it's just something that you don't care about anymore and you're like, oh my God, this has to get done and if I have to do it one more time, I'm going to shoot myself, you should probably delegate or automate that. If it's a gut feeling stopping you from doing the thing you know will grow your business, that's fear. And we need to look at a way to make it possible for you to do that thing so you can bust through it so it's not stopping you anymore. The other thing about the fear stopping you is to remember, go back to the first question. This is why I was so excited these came, came in together. Go back to the first question of what do, should I be doing to grow my business? If you're trying to come up with a marketing strategy and everything you come up with is a situation that doesn't require you to talk to other people, I promise you that one's fear. That one's fear. So if you look at the marketing strategies that you've chosen across the board 
and they're all passive and they've all got a long return on their investment then you want to be really careful about not realizing that that's fear that's stopping you that's your subconscious stopping you and not one of the other tactics the truth of the matter is this can often be hard to figure out for ourselves you have to practice it you have to really observe your responses to things and the other thing you need to do is work on it every day I work on this stuff every day every day I ask myself what am I not doing that I need to be doing? Why don't I want to do the thing? What am I thinking about the thing that needs to be adjusted in order to do the thing, in order for the thing to work? Like this is not something you fix and then you don't worry about it anymore. Caitlin is asking me, why does no one want to do anything? Is that like a general statement or um, two, two uh, general answers to that? One is fear. We've talked about that a little bit. One reason that people don't want to do anything is fear. I totally get it. But the other thing is settling, right? We've gotten comfortable. We don't require a lot of ourselves, right? Oh, the three-day conference, it's not that they don't want to do anything. Um, it's just hard when we still live in a semi-virtual world to pull people's attention away for three days. So. This was just a that boot camp was a way for me to still interact with a lot of people and not have them have to make that decision. Um, but truthfully, to think about why people don't do things on a regular basis, the two things I really see a lot is fear and settling. We're not, we don't expect a lot from ourselves. You do get a lot in a three day. I do, and we, we will plan one eventually. Um, so hopefully that was helpful what to do from a marketing perspective, what to do when you don't feel like doing anything. Caitlin wants us to have a three-day event, so we'll see if we can't fit that into the schedule. Um, again, check out Conquer Your Message. If you enjoyed that part of the bootcamp, we're gonna go deep, deep, deep in how to figure out your message and how to talk about it. And if you have any questions, we'll be doing this every month. I'm happy, happy, happy to answer questions for everybody on what it is you're looking for so you can grow your own business and uh, become the person it takes to do it. So thank you for having lunch with me and I will see you guys in the Facebook group. We hope you found this special open coaching episode helpful. If you're looking for more support in growing your business, please reach out. And of course, feel free to share this episode with your entrepreneurial friends as well. See you next time.